It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking about breaking mobility news, while Sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology. So ready or not, the opinionated duo with a futuristic twist, here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is our number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. Ready and refreshed for this, our second hour. Thanks for coming along for the trip. And welcome back. I'm telling you. <laughs> the, the, another hour. Another hour. Help them. The funnest hour. What? As they say, the power hour. Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> for this hour, we review and discuss the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer SUV. Now in its sixth generation, we find out what's new and what's not. Later this hour... It's the segment I know you are all look forward to each week, Tech with Sasha. She's armed and ready to share what she is, what's caught her attention tech-wise this week. And as always, she will not fail to delight. If you want to join in on the fun, call or text the Roadworthy Driveline, that number, 872-222-9793. Email works too, and that address is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Sasha and I would love to hear from you. Speaking of my co-host, please say hi to the never caffeinated, always opinionated Sasha J. Little. And I hey. want to just say we have some awesome fans, awesome, awesome we listeners. Do. Um, I, I, I'm sure you probably know by now. I'm the one that you're responding to when you do the roadworthy drive line. Why you can't be out like that? Well, I mean, your email that you're giving them is Ken yeah, at roadworthydrive.net. Right. So. I mean, I'm just going out on a limb here to think that they fully understand that they are reaching out to Ken at Roadworthy Drive. Don't you speak for both of us? I mean, I wouldn't say it that far. Okay. So it's like my that. point okay. in this is that a lot of you, well, this week it was, I think a lot of you were frozen, but. Um, Let it go. Right? Oh, I'm trying. I'm frozen. I'm okay. trying to stop Sorry it. Sorry about that. Um. So this week it was really nice to have uh, had a couple really interesting conversations, which actually led to the uh, the ideas for Tech with Sasha. Uh oh. So believe me, folks, if you have something that you want to talk about, I had a really uh, engaging conversation with David from Kansas. I think it was. Okay. Um, so we got to go into tech and helped him actually set up the Bluetooth in his car. So really. Hopefully that works for you there. Oh my. There. So yeah. Yeah, a little scared of that, but okay. It was fun. Tech with Sasha. Right? Okay. Literally. All right. What happens, Sasha, when an old British luxury make mm -hmm. comes up with a brand new car that happens to be electric? Okay. So you're saying it, it's a British brand or did they take an older or vintage car and no, turn no. it into a No, no. Brand new car, uh -huh. completely 100% electric, pure electric, not a plug-in, not assisted uh, electric car. I think that's amazing. Uh, Who decided to join the bandwagon? Aston Martin. Really? Mm -hmm. I was wondering, um, because we haven't heard from Bentley yet. Yeah. Uh, their Rapid E prototype drove off under its own power recently. Oh. It's the company's first electric car designed under a mandate to retain and enhance the feel, character, and delivery of the V12-engined Rapid S. Really? Yeah. 
means so, it goes really, 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 really fast. Well, I mean, that's what they're kind of known for, though. Mm-hmm. Get this. Okay. They're going to do it with a groundbreaking 800-volt battery system. Ooh. Hello, Porsche. Oh. Hello, Porsche. Right there on their heels. Compatible with DC fast chargers. Mm-hmm. Get this. As well as twin electric motors driving all four wheels. The equivalent output? Uh-huh. 602 horsepower. Oh. Wait a minute. Projected top speed, 155 miles an hour. Oh, uh, oh Dodge Challenger, are you listening? Are, are you, though? Somebody. Because you're just going to have electric assisted. Yeah. yeah hello, Model S, Elon. <laughs> just saying. Ludicrous speed. Yep. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's going on sale fourth quarter this year. Do they happen to name a price? No, but trust me, it's six figures. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. But my question is, I mean, that's. Did we actually report on them? I didn't know Not that they that were actually. One. No. Yeah. No. So that's cool news. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. This one. Uh, actually, I'm going to skip over here and go to this one. Oh, you're uh, breaking you wanna... protocol? Yes, it happens. It's a thing. <gasps> I know this story. I know you do. I know this story. Uh-huh. Ford is letting some of its designers build cars in virtual, virtual reality. reality. Now, okay, I have to hand it to Ford. I really, really do. Mm. I have to hand it to Ford for being... I mean, the stories that I'm getting on them and what they're releasing and what they're telling us that they're doing, they are at the top neck as far as, like, uh, you know, technology and incorporating that technology. And they're not leaving their already sustained workers behind. Like, mm-hmm. they're helping them mm-hmm. get better skill set, better education, mm-hmm. so that way the, the employees that they have move with them. Uh-huh. You know, the advantage to this? Yeah. Custom, 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 custom. Custom. Okay, but here's my thing. Custom. Can you customize it, though? Like, has anybody actually thought about doing a customization? Uh, Uh, If you could create it in virtual reality and then plug that into, like, a 3D printer, I mean, I'm just saying. And this is what they're doing. (laughs) That's exactly what they're doing. Using using a tool called Gravity Sketch. Yep. It allows designers to draw 3D cars in virtual reality and saves them lots of time. Yeah. Give you an idea. That will this will save them so much time off the design phase. What used to take weeks will now only take hours. Yeah. I mean, and it's if you actually and I will try to find the the link and post it on our website um because it actually had them like a video being in the VR world with them and how they're able to collaborate um, with the different departments and everybody's in the same session. It was amazing. And did we mention Ford is also leading the way in 3D metal printing? Yes, they are. So if you combine that and the $90 million you're spending over there with this, theoretically in 10, 15 years, no two Fords would ever look alike. And that goes back to what we had talked about some years ago where people will, where they will just create the platform that these vehicles, be it whatever, will sit on. And that, and then you won't necessarily have a, because every no two cars will look alike. And the crazy part of it is, folks, we've been here before. Yes. In the early days of automobile manufacturing, particularly with the more expensive brands, uh, the automaker provided the chassis and they would hire a coach builder to build a uh, unique, special uh, one for that paying client body for that vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duesenberg being one of the more popular ones. It was more of a thing in Britain. 
uh, where they call them bespoke cars. Yeah. Where you literally designed it. I mean, you got your engine transmission, the basics, and then you had a body designed specifically for you, uh, colors, things like that. In fact, Porsche still does that, and the Porsche trim level book runs hundreds of pages of things you can literally do. Yeah. I mean, and we had talked about that when you were talking about the customization, and I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what can what will be available to us as a consumer um, five, ten years from now. Five, ten years from now. I mm-hmm. mean, by the time my youngest child, whose birthday, you know, we just celebrated, mm-hmm. you know, by the time she's just getting graduating high school, what she is going to have available to her. She probably won't have a license. She probably won't need one. No, she won't. No. Yeah. Which may be safe for America. <laughs> she, I, 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 I ain't trying to say nothing. <laughs> But I, again, I'm trying to say why something. Are you, why are you busting me out on national radio? I just don't understand. The truth hurts. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. But imagine, folks, that they have these abilities, these tools. Yeah. And they will only get better as time goes on. And with all the technology swirling, we talked about 3D uh, additive printing in metals. We've talked about different battery technologies, both in existing technologies and new uh, evolving technologies, both with recharging abilities and everything else. All this stuff is coming around to give us a world that we can't even begin to imagine what it's going to look like. But one thing's for sure, and I can guarantee it for you, that the automobile industry of 2030 will Ooh, look nothing, nothing like the automobile industry of today. And yeah. That's only 11 years from now. And that's what's crazy to me. I mean, we are seeing like lightning neck breaking technologies occur and become normal, like become mm-hmm. part of our everyday existence in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wait, what? Like we've always said here on the show, we are lucky with all the news that we run across oh, to cover yeah. 10 to 20% of what crosses our desk that week. Yeah. Not, not a year ago, not cumulative that week. And we draw from a wide pro, uh, a wide pool of technical papers and industry information and all sorts of things. And this is just the stuff that we share with you that we're keeping up with. There's a lot more out there going on that we'll get to and try to keep you abreast of. But trust me when I tell you what Ford is doing, what GM is doing, what Toyota is doing, what the tech companies are what doing. What Hyundai is doing. Uh, you can't even begin to imagine. Next, we spend some time introducing the 2020 Ford Explorer SUV. Hint, they must have been talking to Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. built an all-new economy car with standard equipment you don't get on other economy cars, foreign or domestic, like power front disc brakes and hydraulic valve lifters for a smooth, quiet engine, front bucket seats with adjustable backs, rear swing-open side windows, and a really big trunk. And it came out so well, they just couldn't resist making three more. The new Opel 1900s, Buick's foreign economy car. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Roadworthy Drive. We take pride when we say we're not your father's car show. We talk about technologies that pertain to mobility, from the fancy tech in your vehicle to electric airplanes and solar-powered cars, and pretty much 
everything in between. If it moves on the land, underground, in the air, on the water, heck, even in space. Yes, in space. <laughs> space. Yes, the, the space. final frontier. Right, yes. We will be talking about it here. You don't have to be a hardcore par. I'm sorry. You don't have to be a hardcore car person. <laughs> or a tech geek. Now, it doesn't hurt, but Sasha and I make sure that there's something for everybody here each and every week. So you're going to want to tune in because you never know what you might find out. Now, for this segment, it's the iconic Ford Explorer SUV. All new for 2020, the sixth generation Ford SUV will actually offer, get this, Sasha, a hybrid version for the first time. Whoa. And, and you know how I feel about hybrids. Uh, I know how you feel about pure electrics. Right. But, I mean, hybrids, at this stage in the game, they're... They're already defunct. I mean, they're not even. In other words, you're saying they're played. Yeah, they're, right. they're done. I mean, it, it's cute, and I, I realized that just last segment, I was you know puffing up Ford, and I think that they've got a great thing going on. But in this in this sector, they're a little behind the ball. Well, let's look at it this way. It doesn't matter how you look at it; they're behind the ball. This thing's been in the marketplace for almost thirty years. Uh huh. It is its first attempt at a hybrid. Uh-huh. They changed the architecture because in 2011, it went to front-wheel drive. Yes, it did. Now it went back to rear-wheel drive. Yeah. So you can get all-wheel drive, but it's rear-wheel drive by default. All right. Uh, because they feel that it will give a better balance of performance and off-road capability. Now, another thing that Ford is doing with this new Explorer is producing, uh, for lack of a better word, a performance version. Basically, it's an Explorer with, ho- with 400 horsepower. Do you, do you see the look on my face? Why aren't you impressed? Dead pan. Why? Dead pan. Why? Because I, with all of the technology that is available that they could be putting into this machine, and I get it. They, I mean, the Ford Explorer still has a market. It still has people that they're going to buy Explorer. Um, it has a fan base. But what I'm of saying- Almost 300,000 people last year. I'm going to bite back an extremely snarky comment, but- Might be a good idea. My point in this is that there is so much more that they could have put in this vehicle to really make it not trying to catch up, but ahead of the game. Well, let's throw this I at mean, you. it could have been a game changer. Standard and- standard engine, 2.3 liter, uh-huh. turbocharged EcoBoost, mm-hmm. yeah, bolted to mm-hmm. a 10-speed automatic. Again, you are... But hold on. This 2.3 liter EcoBoost, uh-huh. 300 horsepower... 310 foot-pounds of torque. Now, why does that matter? Because just 10 years ago, that's what you expected. And a 5.3-liter GM truck V8 delivered 303 horsepower. Okay, so just... And it was supposed to be a thing. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. In recent years, yep. Ford's V6 uh-huh. came in at a little over 300 horsepower, but they put in a Mustang. Mm-hmm. Now they've got 300 horsepower in a four-cylinder. Okay, and that's cute, and that's adorable, but you realize that by sticking with and by gluing themselves to the combustion engine, they are limiting themselves. I mean, those numbers are cute and adorable if you're going to go stick with a combustion engine. But the minute that you actually make that vehicle an electric vehicle and you get rid of the fossil fuel that belongs back in the Stone Age, <laughs> where it came from, mm-hmm. then we can actually put some real power in that. And then you could be... You know, then I could be impressed. But right now, yeah, I get it. 20 years ago, yeah, compared to when it first came out, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, I get that. 
But right now, what's available right now that they could put in that vehicle? No. Let me let me throw a little more at you. Oh, for the yes. Okay. Comes standard with Ford's Copilot 360 system, mm-hmm. a suite of driver assistance technology. Now, bear in mind, this is standard. <laughs> Hold on. Uh-huh. Automatic emergency braking, blind spot alerts, uh-huh. uh, which work when towing a trailer or a boat. Right, right. Lane keeping function, a rear view camera with a self-cleaning lens, mm. which trust me, you need one, particularly in this garbage we're dealing with right now. Right, right, right. Automatic headlights. Uh-huh. And, hi- and, and automatic headlights and automatic high beams. You know what that equates to? You know what it also comes standard with? Four wheels. Aww. And, and, and a driver's seat. And um, why we got to be and, so and, 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 do you know what else it comes with? Mm-hmm. A steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that amazing? Let me throw this at you, Smarty. <laughs> uh, since you are so down on, name me an SUV. Mm-hmm. Other than the Model X that can deliver what this thing can in an electric right now. Right now? Right now. Right now, right like now. you're literally, yeah, the Revion. That's a pickup, and it's not in the market yet. Try again. What is the? Didn't they give that uh, the not, Explorer? They the, no, they gave a Revion to a guy to evaluate, but that right. thing's not in production. This is built in Chicago mm-hmm. and will be in dealer showrooms probably by this summer, early fall. Uh huh. Yeah. So are you so saying again, that we lack the technology for them I to didn't put that? Say all that. Okay. I asked you to name me an SUV in the marketplace in the United States of America that will that other than the Model X, because you were going to go there. I so, was. And it comes up and, short because it can't tow, and it costs five times what this costs. Okay, but you didn't bring in costs. My point in this is that the technology is there available right now that we could, they could have put something out better. When, and, when you're spending billions of dollars, which and, I do and every the day. Ford and the Ford Motor Company is making a commitment to pure electrics and hybrids. Mm-hmm. You also have to look at price. It's cute and wonderful uh, that Tesla's charging one hundred thirty thousand dollars for a Model X, uh, and it can't do, even though it's fast, what this will be able to do. This starts at the base price, which is four hundred dollars more than the outgoing model, a thirty-two-three, which is what one fourth. Of what the Model X is going for? Yeah, see, you got to be able to sell this stuff. But I don't, I don't cue in, and I know a lot of people because I love my Tesla. But I don't cue in the Model X as being an SUV. I know that they put enough it enough said. One, you made I mean, my point. I don't, you made, I don't you made my in. point. I mean, again, it's, it's like the Lincoln truck. I mean, okay. you're not going to use oh, it. Oh, ouch! As a truck. Ouch! Wow! Ouch! <laughs> you had to throw. Ouch! Yeah. You had to throw that rock. I did. Yeah. That hurt. Uh, did it? It did. I'm just saying. Uh, but by the same token. They sold 261,571 Explorers last year. Uh-huh. That was number three. What was number two? Can you guess? In the Ford lineup after the F series? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Their smaller Escape sold about 10, 11,000 more. I didn't realize how small that thing was. Yeah, and it's I had a hybrid one. for years. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yes, it has. So, But uh, a hybrid. Know, yeah. Yeah. But again, it's great and it's wonderful, but it's a chicken and an egg. You've got to have the technology in the numbers to keep the price down to make it worthy of the investment. Tesla sells maybe 30,000, 40,000 Model Xs. Ford sells almost 300,000 uh, Explorers. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sell 300,000 Explorers at 100 and some odd thousand dollars. Coming up next, a listener favorite, Tech with Sasha. Hurry up back because she doesn't like to be kept waiting. Real 
facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little, your hosts and tour guides for the hour. And trust me, through this, you need a tour guide. Pay attention to the map that has been provided. And please stay to the right. <laughs> Keep together in a small group. Don't feed the animals. Amen. Keep your hands inside the vehicle at all times, please. <laughs> Windows rolled up. There you go. Yeah. Now, before we continue, a question. Have you checked out the show website? It's roadworthydrive.com, and it has plenty to discover. That's right. We actually have, um, we're slowly rebuilding. We're getting some new stuff on there. So that, new stuff. New Yay. stuff. New stuff. Um, new stuff. Oh. So that way you can kind of follow me along in the weeds for the Tech with Sasha. Uh, we also post our podcasts on there. Oh, and we forgot to tell people that we're on Spotify now. Yes, we are on Spotify. But I need to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Uh, you do have signs up, no spraying for the weeds? Uh, yes. Yes, we do. I in don't want to get glyphosate all over myself. Yeah, no, the there is an artificial intelligence um you know, secure robot that is making sure that no one so much as puts any kind of pesticides out there. Thank you. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Just check it. So on the website, we're going to have that. Uh, come this spring, we're going to have more active with the uh, wheels of non-consent. Yep. Can, since someone's not letting me take mm -hmm. the Kia that you've got. Right. But you know what? Yeah. They want it back. I mean, it's a Kia. Uh, they Odds want it back. Are, I would give it back. But I mean, yeah, it looks that... awful cute. And that's the challenge, I would be people. tempted. I would yeah, be tempted. Exactly. Yeah. And make sure that you like us on Facebook yep. and Instagram yep. and uh, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter yeah. We'd be a Twitter. Some people be Twitter. <laughs> I'm a little scared of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, without additional delay, because I'm told I will get written up by the suits. Yes. And we don't want that. <laughs> Again, this year already. Here she is, that host with the 100 kilowatt hour smile, Sasha J. Little and Tech with Sasha. How did you measure? You measured my smile? You can measure lumens. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. All right. So to start off, um, Ken actually let me go into the weeds just a little bit uh, today. No glyphosate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we are going to be talking about a... It's a technology that if you read sci-fi, um, they're talking about sending highly targeted audio signals directly into someone's ear what with a laser okay i'm scared of this with a laser okay is this gonna happen in my car is my car gonna try to like mind control me now photo autistic acoustic okay photo acoustic and so, the purpose of this is what? Okay, so you remember when Bose first came out, and it was like mind-blowing yes. in the audio world, right? Yes. Okay. Boston! <laughs> what they are saying now is, of course, this is MIT forever and ever. Cambridge. MIT. Um, Charles River. started with a laser beam that fired at wavelengths absorbed by, by water. Okay. okay? They're... By sweeping the beam at the speed of sound, they found that it could be used to generate sound that could only be heard at a specific distance from the transmitter. Mind control. 
I mean, I'm not saying that hypnosis is not something that crossed my mind when I heard this, but mm. I mean, hypnosis is definitely something. Okay, like, but what's the benefit here? What are they trying to do? Okay, with this particular one, I mean, in this article, they talk about how it's going to be amazing for uh, spy network. Uh, oh, great, right? wonderful, right? So we're going to military. We're going to weaponize Mil yes. this thing. Yes, great. Yes, um, they're talking about how it would be. <laughs> Um, let's see, they actually named off. They're talking about how it would be used to allow spot to transmit warning signals or, um, or, or active, um, or danger, depending on an active shooter in the area. Okay, I'm still scared about this weaponizing stuff. Yep. I haven't heard any social benefit here. I um. mean, I, me personally... I can't think of anything as far as like you, me, and the fence post, like mm -hmm. average ordinary people. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything. So, what but did... before before you leave this subject, though, uh huh. As a consumer, as an American, should I be concerned? Absolutely, you should be concerned. So, what can I do about it? Nothing. Lovely. Yeah, because hear me out on this. The reason why I wanted to bring this up, okay? Mm -hmm. We are surrounded by. Um, you know, LCD screens, you know, with the billboards now. We're entering Lasers. in. Right. We're entering in a situation where we as drivers are going to be less and less likely to actually be in control of the vehicle. Right. To which we spend a substantial, like, oh my gosh, makes you sick amount of time in your vehicle. But here's the thing. If commercial wise, mm -hmm. what if they do buy out? That the system, the capability. You mean license it to maybe, I don't know, a tech company like, let me guess, mm. Facebook, right? Apple, right? Google, right? You I know, mean, for openers to repackage and send at some um, sub subliminal melt level. Yes. Uh, yes. Commercials. Because we've had this kind of thing in our grocery stores. They have said that, you know, when you're talking about marketing and everything else. Oh, it smells. I, That's right? the whole thing. Right. I mean, when you're talking about apps on your phone, they have said that they have done research on what colors to use and how they reward your behavior to kind of trick people or get them more softened to the idea of spending real money for fake money that doesn't matter anywhere else except on that app. Hello, Farmville. But uh, uh, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, now, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be knocking my farmville. But this kind of technology is truly scary to me. Like this is something yeah. that I I don't see a like. So a basically, it's another affront to our privacy, which something regular listeners know is a huge thing. Is a huge thing with us. Yeah. Bottom line, we need better control over what we consider our right to privacy. This is another opportunity for big business or tech companies to infringe on our privacy in a way you may not even realize you're being uh, approached, targeted. attacked, or yeah. targeted. Because, I mean, how would you even write legislation to protect your ability to think clearly? Outlaw the darn thing. I, I mean, I would, but I mean, now it's there. Like, now it's there. Well, There's no way is that this, they're going to be... Is this actually still a development? Did they patent it? Okay. Have they sold it so, to somebody? As of right now, Okay, like this just came off of my newswire three days ago. Okay, mm -hmm. as of right now, the system currently works at eight feet. Mm -hmm. So what they could do is they can send a direct mess message mm -hmm. to someone eight feet away. But my question is, 
Is it still a concept, it's, or have they actually sold this to somebody? They have not sold it, but it's no longer a concept. This is not an idea. They have done this. Okay, they've proven the concept. Right. But we don't know it's in production being sold to companies oh, no, no, or no. being sold no, to no, the no. government no. or being no. retailed or wholesaled worldwide. But that eight, we don't know. At eight feet? Here's mm-hmm. another question. Mm-hmm. Autonomous vehicles. What if Google, what if Waymo got a hold of this? And now if you're riding in one of their autonomous vehicles through, you know, whatever dome light or whatever mm-hmm. where they put this laser, there is specifically targeted uh, advertising advertising being transmitted directly into your ear. Yeah, I'm not liking that at all. Right? So I guess we will continue to monitor this, but this is just one example of technology just getting way out there at a rate faster than most people realize. And unfortunately, this is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, wh- what are we to do? <laughs> Except be aware. Finally, more tech with Sasha when we return. Really? Did you really think she was actually done with you yet? Right? Sit tight and behave. Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. This is the fourth and final segment of our visit together this week. Thank you for riding along. We are Ken and Sasha, and this is Roadworthy Drive. <laughs> now, I'd like to keep talking, but I'm getting the look. Ah! From my co-host, so I guess we better get back to text with Sasha. I was not giving you a look. Ah. Anyway. Anywho. So I am sure as many of you have already heard that iPhone users um, and those of you who operate with an an Apple with the fruit um, had a security issue break the news this week. Uh Uh, FaceTime, right? It was FaceTime. Mm -hmm. And it was across... All of their, it wasn't just secluded to the iPhones. I mean, if you had a MacBook, if you had an iPad and you were using the FaceTime app itself, so it was Mm. across all their platforms, um, it was allowing people to listen in to the person they were calling before they actually hit accept. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And see, what I wanted to bring to the point on this particular issue is, there is right now two different circumstances where people were like, I tried to warn Apple about this months before now. Okay. Um, and because Apple has a very extensive uh, amount of hoops that you have to go through in order to submit a bug issue, I think it got kind of got lost in their whole hoopla uh, for lack of a better word. Yeah, but I mean, how many millions, if not billions of lines of code for every possible conceivable device, uh, ish, uh, version of a device, version of software, middleware, firmware, are you talking about relative to, well, let's just take the iPhone, how many different versions that are still active and supported by Apple, let alone uh, then add in the Mac, then add in the tablet, then add in... Right. I mean, you're talking about a lot of devices. With this specific issue, it was just to be um, iOS devices that was 12.1 or later. Okay, so you're only talking about uh, their operating software of 12 point version 12.1 or newer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like if you had an older iPhone that was running like the older operating system... Um, because I, sh- I'm sure, I mean, I, like I said, I don't, I don't have an Apple, 
for I don't either. But um, for me, it was one of those where I I thought that it was it was alarming to me that this in today's time where people are ultra sensitive about their security, Mm -hmm. about, you know, their data, um, uh, you know, about their own private information right now and how lax this what this situation was. But is it and, an issue of lax or it's have devices gotten so complicated that maybe it, believe it or not, got missed? Oh, I I totally believe it got I missed. I mean, I'm not sure and, and I'm not I'm I'm not taking one side or the other, but I mean, same thing with vehicles. Yeah. I mean, on the average F one fifty, we talked about this a few years back. Mm-hmm. Had a million lines of code. Yeah. And that's a vehicle. Yeah. You start going in with all sorts of things and all the abilities that are increasingly technical, increasingly advanced, increasingly sophisticated devices can do. Uh, I, I can't even fathom uh, the, the amount of coding that had to happen and what levels and what protocols and it has to work in all kinds of different situations. Yeah. But I mean, that uh, you bring up an excellent point. And that's one of the points that I want to make with this particular article is that, yes, we are advancing far faster than any kind of mandate or regulation to keep up. And because of that, because we are in a disposable universe where people are upgrading their phones or upgrading software and they're doing that on purpose, you know, every six months, you know, is what they're trying to get people to do. Uh, a the computer right. world since the day it was invented. Right. Right. I mean, that they used to joke about that. And that was with your computer. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now it's your cell phone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's one of those things where are they actually testing out as much as we should? And I just it was one of those where I thought that people would understand that since we talk about technology that I mean, this is like this isn't a little side company. I mean, this was a mm-hmm. and this was a big issue. But two points. One point is that it is very sophisticated and very elaborate. Uh-huh. I mean, companies, Microsoft, all these companies are putting out patches, fixes, repairs all the time. Uh-huh. So the question is, I think, not so much that it happened, but why didn't it become one of the patches that got fixed? Well, and see, right now, and again, I did not look on my computer yesterday, but right now they have disabled uh, the ability to use the FaceTime. Oh, okay. Um, and that was done pretty swiftly after the story broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, So they're responsive at least. Yes, they have been responsive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I don't know, and I know C- CNET was already putting right. out things that mm-hmm. you can use alternatively mm-hmm. instead of FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, and I'm going to share, I shared that link on our Facebook, but it, it was one of those things where, they don't know. And it was it was funny because one of the articles I wrote, you know, if it's broke, you got to fix it. And Agreed. <laughs> but it also spells that there is a downside to your dependence on this level of tech. Yeah. That you can't 100% all the time trust the tech. You have to take some responsibility as an individual. Yeah. I think that if you agree, if you have this level of tech, yes, you have a right for it to function in a certain way. You have a right for you to have a certain amount of privacy, but if you think that it is 100% faultless every single time, you are deceived. Now, that personal accountability, let's talk about that. We've all known about Facebook and mm-hmm. you know the data breaches and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Did you know that since 2016, <laughs> Facebook has been paying users 
ages 13 to 35 up to $20 a month uh, for installing what? their uh, research app. And didn't Apple kick them out for doing Apple that? kicked them out Apple, for doing Apple, the same yes. Apple yep. just had a FaceTime yep. problem. Which is why it kind of tied in. I wanted to talk about both. Yeah. But it continues to be available on the Android. And what it does, it gives access to everything and anything that that person does on that device. But they're opting in. They are opting in. It's not as if Facebook is taking this, unlike before. Right. Hello. Right. Um. They're opting in. They're opting in with full disclosure that I am basically selling my soul for $20. For $20 a month. And that's the max. Like, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Like, Ah. it's not a minimum. That is your max. Ew. And it just goes, this guy points out that how far Facebook is willing to go to get information to the point of breaking the rules for Apple's uh, platform. But what is that saying about the people who signed up? I don't think that they fully understand what they're signing up oh, for. Oh, I think a lot of them did. Maybe if you're 13, 14, you don't. Well, and but see, that up to pre- 35, I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. I, you I were mean, in it for the 20 bucks. Maybe, but it's one of those things where I don't know um, how many people actually understand mm. like what exactly, what, how uh, much information is they're okay, giving out. Okay, wait a minute. A tech company approaches you and offers to pay you money. Okay, but that's really? me, though. No, I'm not. Come no. on. The answer is no to that. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is a reason, people. Mm-hmm. People don't spend money for the heck of it. Right? Yeah. And with that, we've come to the end of our visit for this week. Be sure to tune in again at the same Roadworthy Drive time, same Roadworthy Drive station. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.